0: Let's give the Lord praise right now. Let's give the Lord praise right now. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. mistaken, the patriarch talked about having gone to a place that he thought was the door to heaven. I stood here this morning and I wondered if he had been in church at Cornerstone. (laughs) Because within the first 10 or 15 minutes of this service, I literally felt like that I was standing at the door of heaven. Do you realize, do you recognize, do you know Are you aware of how blessed and how fortunate you are to be a part of a living organism such as this? You should give the Lord thanksgiving right now. You really should give God some thanksgiving right now thank the Lord right now for it. You need to thank God that you've got a place like this to raise your children. There is, there are places that, and I'm telling you this for a reason, I'm not just bragging on you, this is leading up to a to a, um, an admonishment, there are places that the Spirit of the Lord visits, there are places that have visitations, and then there are places where the Spirit of the Lord makes its habitation. And there's a big difference between being inhabited and being visited. And this is a place that is inhabited. And with that comes great responsibilities. Protect that, guard that. It's a precious thing. What a tremendous honor it is to be here, as always. And we appreciate so much confidence that is placed in us, so humbling to be put in this place, into this pulpit, and thank you so much, Brother and Sister Mayo, for taking us in and loving us. We appreciate you you and love you very, 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 very much. Thankful for this church. And thank you, thankful for all of the history. And I just believe there's a whole lot more still yet to come. Praise God. As you're turning um, to the book of Acts, chapter 12, um, my wife could vouch for this having, um, well, we're working on 21 years Um, I take very, very seriously whether it's five or whether it's 5,500 in hearing from God or putting myself in a position to be able to hear from God for each and every service. I believe God has a will for every service. I want to find that key. Want to find that vein. And I have tried to give myself not to the mastery of preaching, per se, or the mastery of eloquency, but I've and do try to give myself to being sensitive to hearing the voice of the Spirit. There, the pressure is great, but in all the years of doing this, I have never felt a pressure like I feel now because we're we're in a place we've never been before, and people are so desperate, desperately in need of a word from the Lord, and so I feel that today have felt that months, weeks leading up to this meeting, leaning in, straining, trying my best to hear, and I do feel like the Lord has given me something, and I want to deliver that today. Thank you for, thank you that my family is important and that my family matters. Thank you for that. It's just a double honor to have them with me. Acts chapter 12 and verse number 1. Now about that time, Herod the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Look at this parenthetical statement. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quadrants of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. I'd like to lift two words. I don't know the last time that a phrase like this has. It's literally like there's times that the Lord will place things in my spirit. And then there's time, times that he pounds things into my spirit. And it just is set there and just pulls, pulls. It's pulsing. I want to turn your attention back again to verse 3. And because Herod saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. I'd like to lift those two words from verse number 3. Proceeded further. Proceeded further that's the two words it's just it's pulsing in me Pre- proceeded look at your neighbor and tell them proceeded proceeded further turn and tell someone else proceeded further Herod proceeded further proceeded further How many want the Lord to speak to us today? How many is confident that God's going to speak to us today? Would you lift your voices one more time and thank God for it? Come on. Let's thank the Lord for what He's going to do here. Come on, clap your hands. Give God big praise. Praise God. You can be seated. We are in a battle. If you don't believe that, you're blind. It's real. You might, today, if you're leaning on your carnal side, you might be mistaken in thinking that I'm talking about something that's going on politically not what I'm speaking of. There's a battle going on right now that's much greater than between the Democrats and the Republicans. The battle right now is not between Trump and Biden or Trump and Pelosi or Trump and Schumer or the battle right now is not against the loud minority and the silent majority. That's There's a lot of battles, and if you're leaning on your carnal arm today, you might mistakenly think that that's what I'm talking about. It's not. We're in a battle, but it's a spiritual battle. It's very real. It's very real. I have never in all of my life, and I have confirmed this, communicated this with other men who have lived after the spirit far more years than i have they've have confirmed and agree with what i'm telling you i have never seen spiritual activity at the level that it is right now there's so many transient spirits moving shifting everything that can be shaken is being shaken I hope today that you understand that I'm not a preacher, that God almost has to put me in a chokehold to get me to do it, but I'm not a preacher that enjoys glorifying hell. As little as I can talk about the devil, the happier I am because I believe a lot of his power comes through when attention is given to him. I'll say that again. I believe a lot of his power is when attention is given to him. And I'm not going to give any more attention to him than what I have to. But with that said, he is at work. And if you have any kind of spiritual perception at all, sensitivity to things of the spirit, you will recognize that he has amped up his efforts. He's privy of something that I'm not even sure that you and I are privy of. I think he senses something. There's sometimes, now hear me all the way out, but there's sometimes that I wish I could sense everything that he senses. Everything that he knows is not bad. The Bible says that he knows that there's one God and that he fears and trembles that. If I could take um, an adjective to describe, there, there, has, there has always been a battle, and there has always been a clash in the spirit between good and evil, but if I could use an adjective to describe what I feel like these, this demonic world is doing at this point, I would use the word pushy. There's not, there has always been a demonic agenda, but I feel like it's being pushed on us. I have, I have felt it taunt me. I have heard it talk to me. I have felt at times it intimidate me. But I have never felt it push me the way it's pushing me right now. It's pushing me. The anarchy, the rebellion, the violence in our nation is a manifestation of this. Licentiousness, lawlessness, disregard to authority. He has an agenda, but now he's not just satisfied With having an agenda, he is pushing forward with that agenda. In case you don't know it, you need to leave here privy of it today. Hell does not have his bench players on the field. Hell doesn't have its second string on the field. Hell has its best players on the field right now because it's on. It's on. I hate to use this because it seems like such a terrible or tacky analogy, but we're at the end of the game and there's very few seconds left on the clock. And he is pressing this agenda. He is pressing it.
1: We see this
0: here in this text. It's missed. The principle is missed. If you don't step back and look at the larger picture, Herod the Bible says, and we know that Herod was against the work of God, and Herod was against the furtherance of the kingdom of God, and Herod
1: is trying his best to stymie the momentum. He is trying to stymie the furtherance. He sees the proverbial snowball as it is growing
0: larger and larger, and he is trying to find some circumstantial cog, if you will, that he can throw into the spokes, into the wheels, to shut this apostolic momentum down. And he manages, the Bible says that he manages, you may have never learned anything from the devil, but I hope today you can learn something from the devil, that he manages,
1: for whatever reason, God can sort all this out, but he manages to kill James and there is this powerful phrase here that I hope comes alive in this building. I hope it comes alive in your spirit. And the Bible says, because he seen that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further. These two words, I wish 20 years ago
0: that God would have given me this revelation because this helps, and I hope it helps
1: you here tonight. He proceeded further further. There is something to be said here. There is something to learn here. Listen, listen, ladies and gentlemen, hell doesn't take days off. Hell is never satisfied. I don't know if you're hearing me right now. He is never satisfied. He gets James. Hell, come on, I want you to look at the contrary. I want you to look. I want juxtaposed for you to look at this real closely. Hell doesn't go off to the side and dust his hands off. Come on, and go off somewhere rejoicing, feeling like that he has fulfilled his mission because James has been destroyed. Hell is not happy until everything is completely destroyed. Satan is never satisfied. Satan is willing, listen, ladies and gentlemen, he's willing to take one crumb at a time until he takes the whole cookie. Hell is in the business of revival. You're kind of hesitant right now, but I'm just telling you, hell's having revival. And I want to tell you from the outset of my remarks, I believe that it is in the good of the church. It is in our biggest interest that if hell is in the business of revival, we better be in the business of revival. I thank God for your pastor. I thank God that he exemplifies. He personifies. He embodies the very thing that I am preaching. But I also pray that on this Sunday morning that what happened with the apostle Paul could happen in this place. Finally, the apostle Paul got to the place that he looked at those that he was teaching and he said just Do as I do. This man has given his life. He has imparted. He has taught. He has screamed. He has shouted. He has leapt. He has run. But I pray that the spirit of your pastor could get on this congregation and you could leave here saying, We will not be still. We will not be silent. We will not be satisfied. I got a question for you. Hell's having revival. What are you having? Hell's having revival. What are you having? Hell's always in a building program. Well, why can't pastor just be satisfied? We barely been in this building. We got it all beautiful. It's nice and comfortable. Why can't we just dust our hands and hold what we got until the rapture takes place? Hell didn't stop with James. He's coming after Simon Peter. We're not stopping with this building. We're going after that one. Hell is never satisfied. Hell is never stagnant. Satan is not stagnant. Hell is never happy about the territory that he's taken. There is something to learn from this. Hell hath enlarged herself. You you believe that it's God's will and mission for the church for us to hold what we have when hell is growing? You really believe that it's the will of God for us to stand somewhere and twiddle our thumbs? Come on shove our thumbs in the proverbial apparel. look what we've done look what we've built look what we've had absolutely not hell's in a building program and if we're right we're going to stay in a building program clap your hands and give God praise right now come on That's about 50% of you. I wish you'd clap your hands and shout like you believe what I'm preaching right now. And God's given me this to preach, and it may ring me out. But I am respond. I am absolutely flabbergasted. I am. I am aghast. I am shocked at our reaction to all of this. It demands a response. But it's not time for us to hunker behind the rocks and hide in the holes until all of this blows over. There's no going back to normal as we knew normal. This world is in an upheaval. It's in an upheaval. It's going to stay in an upheaval. Get out of your cave. Come on. Get out of your cave. Get the gag out of your mouth. Come on. We've got to respond with a spirit that says, we've only begun to have revival. We've only begun to see growth. We've only begun. I want to know right now, and I need a response. How many out there is thankful for what the Lord's done, but you say, we want more? We want more.
0: I'm just not sure that's the right response. I don't don't know why I keep coming back to this. Apparently there's a ripple on the water somewhere. I'm not sure that's the right response.
1: Everything's so volatile. The economy's down.
0: I'm not sure our president's a God-fearing man. I'm not here tonight to vouch for his morals. But I'm going to tell you this. If you think I'm going to let a man like that stand up, Against the things that he's standing up against. How much sense does it make for the church to
1: cower in fear? I don't know how much he knows about God. I, I can't vouch for his past or his, his moral life, morals or lack thereof. But I can tell you this, he is fearless. And for four years he has stood against the system. He has stood against the swamp. He has stood against everybody, even those that were supposed to be. And I'm looking at this juxtaposed to the church. And the church is being lured by fear into this state. by I feel something right now. They are being lured by fear into this state of static silence. You better hear what I'm preaching to you right now. Still quiet. Come on. This is no time to be quiet like a church mouse. We've got to get our mouths open and let Satan know. We're not satisfied. We're not set
0: And he proceeded further. In fact, we could get in the discussion and there's veracity to it. I just want you to know that I know that God already had predestined some things for Simon Peter. But I also want you to realize that as Herod proceeded further, there
1: was a church that recognized the foray of hell
0: and that they were moving forward. And the Bible says that even as Herod took Simon Peter and threw him into prison, but prayer. Some point, somebody has to recognize that the enemy just keeps creeping in, taking one crumb at a time after another crumb after a time. At some point, somebody has to stand up and draw a line in the sand and say, "We've we've lost our last family. We've lost our last young person.
1: We've lost our last new convert. One, two, three, four, five, six. Boy, camp did, it took its toll on you, didn't it? And if you think, and I'm I'm not being harsh, I'm just telling you, if you think that you are exempt from what I'm talking about, you are a fool. If you think that this church gets a, It's a pass. No, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm telling you if there's anywhere in the nation that has a target on its back, it's this one. And you have to make up in your mind. This may have knocked you flat of your back, but you need to roll over on your knees in this Sunday afternoon service and say, I'm going forward. If hell can go forward, I'm going forward. If hell's having revival, I'm going to have revival. If hell's not satisfied, I'm not satisfied. If hell can get more, I can get more.
0: And so, I believe that the marching orders, the pecking orders, I believe the apostolic assignment for right now is to proceed further. Satan is proceeding further. We must flip the script. It's not time for retreat. It's
1: time for revival.
0: And so this phrase rung so true in my ear, it rings right in my spirit. While it's simple, I believe the importance, the pertinence of this apostolic assignment is as critical as anything God has ever given us at this juncture. We must proceed further.
1: We must go.
0: I know this as well as anybody, you pick the Bible up, you thumb through its pages, we see people who took on the nature, who possessed the attitude of proceeding further. We read their stories, we read the results, the rewards of this unwavering insistence on pushing forward even in the face
1: of great foes and adversity. But this phrase rung so true, I knew, listen closely, I I knew that this phrase was familiar. As
0: I began to run a concordance search, I was surprised at the places I found it. Again, I know
1: that there are heroes and heroines throughout Scripture who exemplified proceeding further. But I'm looking for this phrase, proceeding further. I find it in its rarity. It's it's not used much in the Old Testament. It's used in a key place that if God will bring it to my memory, I'll bring you back to it at
0: closing. But as I took, literally I took a sheet of paper and I started writing down the places actually it was little sticky papers i began to write down the places that it said proceeding further proceeding fr-.
1: it used this phrase maybe not exactly like that but going further or going a little further it used it it used it in the same connotation there was
0: a powerful place in the old testament that stood there alone and that
1: that had its that had its meaning and it touched me but As I'm jotting down the places that it shows up, Sister Mayo, in the New Testament, I jotted down to the end of my concordance search. And I set set the references from the Old Testament to the side. And I realized, Pastor, that I had three references outside of this one. I had three
0: references of proceeding further in the New Testament. My eyes got big. Brother Chris, as I started reading back over these three
1: separate incidences where the Scripture talks about someone, somebody proceeding further, my eyes got big, and the reason my eyes got big is I realized that all three of these incidences where someone proceeded further, in all three of these places, Jordan, it was Jesus. Now, I know there are some ones and some bodies who have exemplified the spirit of proceeding further in other places, but specifically where this phrase is used, proceeding further. Three times it wasn't. A disciple, it wasn't in regard to a group of believers. It wasn't over in an epistle regarding one of the churches. These three separate incidences, as I backed off of my sticky page there, I realized the only three times it's mentioned outside of this one was three times that Jesus did this.
0: So I started setting with each, Brother Dave, each separate incident. And I realized, right here lies in the very areas that the church must proceed further in. Jesus, our example, these three
1: areas, I begin to weep as specific direction as I've been hearing, straining, listening, trying, leaning in. I realized finally God had given me some divine direction. Three
0: times Jesus proceeded further. And these were the three areas that he proceeded further in. The first, the Bible says that he chose two disciples. And he proceeded a little further. And he chose two more. set with this one is I realized the first area that's absolutely essential that we must proceed further in is the taking on of new disciples.
1: Brother Marks, I've heard you preach before. This seems pretty practical. Practical. Practical or not, it's potent. And I promise you, it is very much where we're at right now. Thank God for the disciples that he's given us. Thank God for every person that's received the Holy Ghost in this church and been baptized this year. But we must proceed further. There are other families. There are other single mothers. There are other... There are other battered fathers. There are other... One, two, three. Can you hear me out there? Is this on? I almost feel, I almost feel a little bit of defensiveness right now. Has he forgotten where he's at? Has he forgotten who he's preaching to? I know exactly who I'm preaching to. And I thank God for the five or six hundred of you that are here, but I'm standing in defense of the five or six hundred that are not here. Thank God for every Bible study that's been taught, but thank God for every Bible study that's about to be taught. Thank God for every new convert, but thank God for every... What do we do, Brother Marks? Everything's being shaken. There's so much fear. The economy. My job's at risk. It's this. It's that. There's so much in upheaval. There's so much uncertainty. i tell you what we do. We make new disciples. We make new disciples. We make new disciples. We find somebody else. Come on, to tell about Jesus.
0: God for the ones who're sitting on these pews, but how many more out there, just like you? He chose a couple disciples, Brother Sergeant, and he proceeded further to take a couple more. This must be our response to the demonic push and pressure that's coming against the church and coming against God's people right now. Now the next time the devil messes with you, you tell him, you mess with me, I'm going to go knock 50 doors.
1: You want to get rid You want to get rid of the spirit of fear? Every time you tell the devil, every time you try to drape that fear on me, I'm going to go make a new friend. Is there anybody here that wants to be fruitful in 2020? I don't know if you heard what I just said. If you read the stinking news, and that's a good adjective, that's an appropriate adjective. If you read the stinking news or the stinking media, everybody's saying, well, maybe 2021, there'll be a vaccine. When we get a new president, it's going to save the world. 2021, we'll get back to normal. 2021, everything will go back to, God have mercy, not 2021. Right now, we're going to have revival right now. We're going to pray somebody through right now. You tell the devil, you mess with me, and I'm going to start messing with your disciples.
0: I know you guys think I'm weird, so I might as well just be weird. I don't want to disappoint you. I see a house full of people. I don't know them, but I can tell by looking at them. It's family. What fanatic in this church is going to find that house? It's fat. Not all of them live there. I see it, but I can tell by looking at them, they're kin. Who's going to find that family in 2020? I see them. They're standing in the hall. They're not enough people. There's not enough chairs around the table
1: for all of them. Come on, I see a revival in a family. I believe God is going to give revival in families, aunts and uncles and grandmas and grandpas. Well, I've already won somebody this year. Win somebody else. Well, I've already taught 15 Bible studies this year. Teach 15 more. Hell hasn't stopped. Hell, you think hell's happy with 100 drug addicts? No, he's trying to get 100 more. You think he's happy with 50 alcoholics? No, he's trying to get 50 more. What's wrong with us?
0: I almost turned an office upside down the other day. I'm sure it's been preached because there's nothing new under the sun. But if this spirit could get on Spokane right here. Luke 15 is the lost chapter. And we've always commended the good shepherd that left the safety of the 99 until he found the one. Right? Do you know we have missed that? We have missed the key to that story. I've missed it, and I've been raised in church. We've always said he was a good shepherd because he left the 99 until I just gave it away, the 91, to go for the one. but We've missed it. What makes him the good shepherd is not just that he was willing to leave the 99 to go after the one. What makes him a good shepherd is he was willing to leave the 99 until... He found the one. And there's a big difference between leaving 99 to go find the one and leaving 99 until you find the one. And I about tore that office up because I thought if the spirit of until could get on our churches. Well, we can't save everybody. I'm telling you, we ought to have the spirit of we're going to turn. There's a list of reasons that I love these people, but
1: this right here is one of them
0: until. until. And, if, and if he gives us 20 more years, 20 more years, I'm still going to be pulling stuff back.
1: I'm still going to be preaching and proclaiming this gospel You know what I believe the will of God is? I believe the will of God is that the spirit of until gets on this church today. And you say, we're going to have church until we save every person in this valley. We're going to teach Bible studies until we reach every person in this valley. We're going to have apostolic revival until, 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 until.
0: Not chronologically in order. I'll skip number two and leave it to close with. A second place that we find Jesus proceeding further. He's dead. He's tried to define for them before he died, or what his death was all about. He walked them for three years around the peripheral of what he meant by kingdom. and And in his death, discouragement had so overtaken his disciples that between his resurrection and ascension, we find two of his disciples, and the Bible says they were going down from Jerusalem. Anytime you leave the church, you're going down. And everything from Jerusalem was down. The interesting thing is, As they said, these two disciples were on the road to Emmaus. Oh God, this deserves time and I ain't got the time. Scholars say there's no such place. The only way they know how to define, tell me how applicable this is, the only way they know how to define Emmaus has nowhere. And so anytime you leave, whatever the reason is, anytime you leave Jerusalem, you're not going just down. You're going nowhere. And they're talking about their problems, and they're crying on one another's shoulder. <laughs> they're discouraged. They're depressed. They're defeated. Everything they would given their life for, they thought it was in vain. And the Bible says, all of a sudden, a stranger <laughs> joined himself. Boy, I feel something right here in Spokane. Maybe this is what the next July, August, September, October, maybe this is what the next six months holds. A stranger joins himself to them. <laughs> he starts asking them about what it is that's baffled them, what they're battling. Have you not heard?
1: And I'm paraphrasing. He died on us. We gave our lives. And it didn't,
0: it didn't all shake out the way we thought it was going to shake out. He joined himself to people that were going the wrong direction. And wherever that place, nowhere is, they were going to stay the night there. And the Bible says, and Jesus would have proceeded further. And that compelled him. It compelled him to stay. When Jesus got through with those two despondent disciples that night. The Bible says, and that night they went back to Jerusalem. That night, not the next morning. That night they left nowhere and made the ascent back up into Jerusalem. The first area he proceeded further in was the taking of new disciples. I submit to you that I believe the second area that we must give ourselves to in proceeding further He's taking old disciples back. He showed himself, according to Acts chapter 1, in many infallible proofs. But he chose one of those infallible proofs to join himself to a couple of drifters. And I pray that God would submerge and baptize this church with a fresh love for her prodigals. We must not only proceed further in new disciples, we must proceed further in getting old disciples back. You need to sit down. It's going to blow your mind. I want you to start making a list of people that come to your spirit that have had an experience in this church that are no longer here. When's the last time we've reached out to them? When's the last time we went? I'm not talking about a cheap text. Is that harsh? No, it's the truth. No, when's the last time we made a warm, a warm showing? When's the last time you knocked on the door? When's the last time you thought? You see, when a crowd grows to the size that this one's grown to, it's easy for people to fall through the cracks. One of the reasons it's so easy to fall through the cracks is because we got outreach directors and home Bible study directors, and and we don't do it consciously, it's subconsciously, but we just assume that everyone else is going to take care of it. And in assuming that the whole family was there and that someone would get Jesus and not leave him behind, he still gets left behind. It's not a doomsday message. I'm just trying to give you orders right now. I'm trying to give you an apostolic mandate right straight from the throne of God. You want to know where to go forward at? I wonder what it I wonder what it pays in the next six months in this church. I'm talking about spiritual rewards. If this church for the next six months gave yourself to going forward and trying to get back prodigals, joining yourself, well, you don't know what they've given themselves to. You don't know what they've given themselves over to. Jesus wasn't afraid to join. I'm not talking about joining them. Tim Lackey was the first person, the only person I've ever heard say this, and he says at every service, every service, and I said, oh, my God, what would happen if the spirit of that right there would get on every apostolic church in Pentecost? He says, and I can say it like him, we... Love our prodigals. Every service, we love our prodigals. Who's ever stopped? When's the last time you thought to stop and love a prodigal? When it gets quiet at Cornerstone, you're preaching real good, real good, or real bad one. I'm still trying to decipher which. I don't know what to do about all this. Go find a backslider and love them back.
1: I don't know how to respond to all of this. Go find a backslider and love them back. I've lost my job and I don't know when I'm gonna get another one. Don't just live on unemployment. Go find a backslider and love them back. Don't just enjoy vacations. Don't just go to the lake every weekend. Go find a prodigal. Proceed further in finding prodigals. Come on, where's the spirit of until? Come on, we're going to love until we get every one of them back. We're going to reach until we get every. Well, Brother Marks, what if we don't get all of them back? If you don't get the spirit of until, you're not going to get any of them back. Come on, and I want them all. As many as we can get, I want them all.
0: Am I doing okay? Thanks for not giving me the pulpit early on, because I'd have made a mistake. Because I just had I had a shouting message and I sure want to preach it. Proceeding further. New disciples. Taking old disciples back. And the second one, Brother Sergeant, is the one I couldn't take. It's the one that doubled me over. The Bible uses language as it was his habit. Jesus had an escape. I can't explain to you how surreal it was Johnny King was able to get a part of that garden reserved just for us. Didn't have to worry about other tourists or groups on top of us. And God, I found my way underneath one of those olive trees. Just let me be dreamy. If you're really in love, if you're really in love, being dreamy is okay. But the first thing that kicked me in the teeth as I knelt down there is I wonder, I wonder if he ever put his knees right here. I wonder if this very ground ever soaked up his tears. It wasn't a place that he went to when he was just in trouble. The Bible says it it was his habit. It was his escape. He knew the garden inside and out. Jesus had a prayer room. Jesus knew something about prayer. Come, I'm finished. He knew how to pray. the pressure was on for Mayo. Everything that he was born for, everything that he'd lived for, his purpose. Listen, because there's an alignment here. It was all starting to come to a head. Everything was shaking and jarring. All points were starting to meet. Purpose was about to be fulfilled. Pressure. contractions. He had set his face like a flint. He had known what prayer was. He knew what prayer was. He was very familiar with it. He was well acquainted with it. He takes two disciples with him. Brother, I'm telling you, Through Cody Marks, maybe not through somebody else, just through me, I can't think of anything more relevant that God's spoken in a while through me to the church than this right here. It's so easy, it's so easy to get in this state of mind that, well, we know what worship is. We know what prayer is. And we just kind of hold our own there. And Herod proceeded further. We know what outreach is. We know what church growth is. We know how, and we just kind of hold, it's just a holding pattern. Jesus knew what prayer was. Jesus knew where Gethsemane was. And all this pressure, it's all, it's rattling. That's what we're feeling right now, folks. It's everything. It's the culmination. It's all starting to come together. Jesus takes two disciples with him and says, Where are we going? Was there any need to ask? But this is what gutted me. There's no excuse for us apostolics. He knew what prayer was, he knew what sacrifice was. He took two disciples and he said, Will you stay right here and watch? And the Bible says, Place that he knew, a thing that was his habit. The Bible says, and he went a little further. And it hit me if Jesus can find a way to go a little deeper in prayer, he went a little further. An injustice. No, that's not the word I'm looking for. An indictment. Oh God. If we take on this nature of what well, we we know, we, we I'm not questioning whether you know. What I'm questioning is, do you know how to go a little further? this church knows what prayer is I'm not an idiot but do you know what it is to go a little further in prayer I know you know I know I've seen it I know you know what worship is but do you know how to go a little further in worship I know you know what making disciple is I'm not trying to insult you I know what you I know I know you live and breathe this I know you know what making new disciples is all about, but do you know how to go a little further?
1: I know you know. I know you know
0: what pressing is, but do you, do you know how to go a little further? Jesus, God manifest in flesh, managed in prayer to go a little further. And a little further was so intense that it caused him to stumble and fall on his face and the bible says that he sweated as it were great drops of blood this church is a leader pastor and sister may are leaders among leaders they're leaders to leaders this church is a model whether you realize this not just to the northwest but God has set this church on a, on a pedestal literally for the world to see. And all these churches right now, Brother Mayo, I can't get to these churches. I can't, you can't get to all these churches. But they're watching and they're looking. And they're, 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 they're crying out, what do we do? How do we react? How do we respond? Where do we go from here? And they need to see this church plowing forward. Don't give up an inch of ground. And don't be satisfied with the ground that you have. The Apostle Paul said it like this. He listed a list of things. He said, yea, in all of these things, we were going a little further. In all these things, persecution, tribulation, what was the list? He said, but we were more than conquerors. What is a conqueror? A conqueror is someone who's always taking
1: on new territory. He said, just because these things were coming against us didn't mean that we stopped conquering.
0: I couldn't pay this church a greater compliment. This is one of the most conquering churches I've ever been in in my life. It blows me away what this church has done in the Northwest
1: in the last 25, 30 years, however long it is that you've been here. But I'm telling you, there's still more to conquer. There's still more to take. There's still more to do. There's still more to get done. stop fighting. Don't stop praying. Don't stop praising. Don't stop giving. Don't stop pushing. Don't stop pressing. I know it's simple. I know it's sophomoreish maybe, but it's not tongue in cheek. It's time to go a little further. Let's go a little deeper. Let's go a little farther. Let's push a little more. How many believe here today? There's more revival. How many believe there's more souls? How many believe?
0: wants to take some of you, if you're willing to go to some places in prayer you've never been before. And Herod proceeded further. If Herod's not happy with James and he wants Simon Peter too, then why in the world would we be happy with what we've taken? And not want the rest as well. I know Brother Mayo was talking about my brother. And I love my brother and sister-in-law. and I'm so proud of him. But anytime he uses the word pastor in marks. And I'm in the building. It causes me to tremble all the way down to my toenails. It scares me. I've been running from it for 21 years. I'm going to keep running from it if the Lord will help me. Praise God. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. But maybe one of these days I'll. So with that that said, I don't I don't participate in a whole lot of funerals. But how would you like to be eulogized like this? This is the spirit of what I'm talking about. You've pastored, you've discipled, and you've buried people just like this. This is the spirit of what I'm talking about. How would you like to be eulogized like this? The Bible says that when Joshua died, that they buried him in the borders of his inheritance. know what that means Joshua all of
1: that right there is yours and you can take it to right here
0: but that's as far as you can take it right there and when you've taken it to right there you're done and when he died he literally died and God's like better take him or he's fixing to get over on somebody else's stuff. How would you like to die and be eulogized as someone who got every last drop? Yeah. You hadn't lost a fire yet? No. I've been doing this 21 years. I ain't stopping now. There's too many things that I, I'm telling you, There's things. There's people prophesied things to me that are dead and gone that haven't come to pass yet. There's things the Lord has spoken and shown to me that had not come to pass yet. Come on, there's still some room in here. And the fact of the matter is, it's the spirit of unteal
1: in this boy's heart. Come on. And when I die, I plan on dying and them saying. In the border. You know what I believe the will of God for cornerstone is? I believe it's the will of God that when the rapture takes place, that God says a cornerstone, they got every last drop, they fulfilled every purpose. They
0: I stand, I'm finished Proceeding. Further. Keep loving. His love always wins. I've been working on them for six months. Keep working on them. Proceed further. Keep putting one foot in front of the other. Okay. All right, God, I'll get the tape, get the CD, listen to it later. I've preached better, but I've done well enough for you to get what I'm trying to say. we got to go forward. but I believe also there's a spiritual statement to make here today, and I'll close like this. I want hell to know. I need to know who's going to join me in this. I I want hell to know when we leave here today that I'm okay. Huh? When we leave here today, I want hell to know. This might all start with me, but I'm okay. That's important. I want hell to know that. You ready for this? You ready? If this don't blow Cornerstone up, there ain't nothing going to blow it up. I have a a daily regimen. Most days I get to it. Some days I don't. It would cause your head to spin. It'd give you a headache. But I find peace in this, and I'm driven by completion. And so I scramble around every day. I've got these reading quotas and podcasts that I listen to. Don't come ask me for this podcast. Do your own study. <laughs> Find your own resources. There's these two guys I listen to. And I, one of the reasons I listen to them, it's very informational. It's a, it's a podcast and I, and I try to listen to them every morning. And they feed off each other, but most of it's history. You're not ready for what I'm fixed to tell you. Most you're not really, you're not ready. Look at your neighbor and say, You're not ready for this. Get ready. Hey, guitar man, drummer boy, Mr. Bass. Come on, Jake. Proceed further.
1: I'm going to try it again. Proceed further. And believe it's the will of God we proceed further somebody let your pastor know with my money with my breath with my life with we're gonna per- come on it's your proceed further are you finished are you finished Are you done? Are you quitting? Are you going to roll over and die? No, 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 no. Come on. You know who I'm talking about right now. Come on. How many is going to proceed further? He said,
0: he said, I know. He said, I know that uh, typically we do history lessons. I couldn't wait to get to Cornerstone to do this. He said, we do history lessons on here. He said, but today we're going to talk about a, something that happened on a safari we were on. He said, this has been confirmed through experts at National Geographic. They were on a Land Rover on a safari. They were up on one of those high benches. said, we were just far enough away, but just close enough. He said, all of a sudden, the Land Rover stops, and the guide says, look, 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 look. He said, our, our, our eyes weren't trained to see it. He said, but as we looked, he said, there was something we did see. He said, there was in a little meadow, he said, there were some impalas that were feeding. He said, and they're, they're, they're feeding along. You ready for this? And they're feeding there. And said, we're watching. He said, it's so graceful and so beautiful and so undisturbed. And he said, no, you're not seeing everything. The guy said, there's something else. You got to look. And he said, so finally, he got our attention. To this tall dead grass, and he said, We could see the grass slowly parting. He said, You guys are fixing, you guys are fixing to see something right now that not very many people on these tours get to see. He said, You can't see them. He said, But in those, in those weeds, there's a pride of lions. And he said, as I strained my eyes, he said, I couldn't see the lines. He said, but all of a sudden, he said, I, could, I, I started, my eyes started picking up the movement in the dead. He said, and then I, I go from that, he said, I'm looking back over at the impalas. And he said, they're just feeding along, so graceful, so happy, so undisturbed.
1: And he said, all of a sudden, he said, those impalas jerk their head up. And they look right in the
0: direction of danger. Now, what's the next thing you think? would be common sense for an impala to do. No, that's not what happened. He said, literally, I seen something, he said, that blew my mind. This was not a religious podcast. He said, when those impalas recognized that there were lions in those weeds, he said, all of a sudden, those impalas started jumping. Jumping. He said, we're
1: watching this. Sprint. He said, we're watching this. These impalas are jumping. They're not running. They're jumping. And the guy starts getting tickled. And he said, we asked the guy, why in the world are the impalas? Are they retarded? Why are they jumping? Those are lions. Lions eat impalas. He said, no. He said, those impalas know those lions are there.
0: He said, they're jumping because they're letting those lions know, I'm healthy.
1: I'm not broken. Don't mess with me. Don't come after me. I'm not praying. I'm not your dinner. I want you to get out in the aisle. Here it is. The first six six months of 2020 has been tough. Some of you have been battered. Some of you have been bruised. Some of you have been through the fight of your life. But on this Sunday afternoon, we're going to have some movement in this place, and we're going to let the devil know, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. Come on. I'm, I'm praying. Come on, right now. Somebody let the devil know. Come on, I'm not defeated. I'm... I give you glory. Hey. I give you Come praise. On. Hey. My Come on. Close your eyes. I give you glory. Come hey. I give you praise. Let's hey. let the lion know. Let's let the lion you know. Glory. Hey! 2020. Do you feel like you've been pushed on? Do you feel like, go ahead, brother. Do you feel like you've been pushed on? Do you feel like you've been pushed? Do, you like been... Do you feel the pressure? Come on. I, I'm telling you, there's riots working. Somebody better take this serious. Come on. Where's your worship? me. my house go 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 close your eyes close your eyes proceed a little further proceed a little further